we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Information is free. There is hope. Mummy says don't play with fire. Ah! Oh, oh, oh my God. That's hot. But Mummy says it's okay to play everything. Cool. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, welcome to this week's episode of The Critic Cast. The name is Larry, and it's such a pleasure to be here with you once again for yet another week of madness. Coming up in the second half, I'll be talking about gender-based violence. Uh, we're in the week, uh, or rather in the 16 days of activism against uh, gender-based violence, especially violence against women. And then in the final segment, I will talk about how to deal with a lazy spouse, you know, lazy, self-centered spouse, and so forth. But first of all, start off with the sad news that uh, the gospel musician, Sif, has sadly passed away. Uh, he was uh, apparently vomiting blood on Sunday night and was taken to hospital. And then, uh, yeah, unfortunately, he died the next day on Monday, uh, on the 5th of December. And this is uh, because, according to Sipo Makavani, who is the family spokesperson at the moment, it was uh, because of uh, kidney failure. It's sad. He was the 2013 Record of the Year winner in uh, the South African Music Awards. So rest in peace, Sifisungwane. Uh, in other news uh, and the stuff making the news, congratulations to Hard Life Jirekwi, who is the football, uh, what's it called, the soccer star of the year. Second in place was uh, this guy, what's his name? Leonard Sipa, the old man. Yeah, and then third was Petros Mari. And then Highlanders' youngster, uh, Prince Njlovu, was uh, crowned the promising player of the year, while Ruziwe uh, Ruziwe. Cause, uh, is that his name? Yeah. Ah, it was the referee of the year. Uh, and how mine were the team that were gr- crowned uh, the which called most improved team of the year. Uh. Now, the, I mentioned that. That's, that's, uh, oh, hey, that's a good part of the story. But uh, the, the Delta Beverages, who are the uh, sponsors of the league, were very unhappy because they were like, oh, but you guys, you realize that there's headlines right now going over, going on over, what you call it, uh, the promotion relegation systems. And, you know, Ziffa says one thing, PSA. PSL says the, another thing, and that's really beginning to, to 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 upset the sponsors. And the sponsors are saying we can't engage anyone because Zifa's pretty much kicked out the person we can we can uh, engage with, and so that's the situation at the moment. And it's it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird because it's it's one of those things like Zifa just really is obsessed with getting us to talk about them. It's just like. It's like, it's like, wow. It's just like, it's like, they, I don't know. They, they're just so weird. <laughs> I just can't deal with them. They're ridiculous creatures. And the other news, uh, two presidents uh, resigned this past week. Gambia's president, uh, Amadou Jame, for the, uh, well, he didn't resign. He was kicked out, really. After 22 years in power, he lost in uh, in the uh, elections. And then he, uh, is no, Amadou is the guy who, took over from him. Jame, yeah, there's the guy who's going out, the Gambia. He's one of those guys who's like a you know, crackpot type of president. He's to have himself named the supreme leader and he felt only Allah could take him out and that sort of thing. Another one resigning is Eduardo dos Santos, the president of uh, Angola, who's been president since 1979. He'll be stepping down in his position, he'll be taken over 
by uh, I just didn't write his name down. Anyway, he's the defense minister at the moment. He's the guy who's going to take over. Uh, also, another news: oh, the Magaya rape case is just getting weird because the state does not want to drop the charge. The complainant is saying she doesn't want to be cooperative with the state anymore. My guy feels that he's being abused by the state. And it's kind of one of those weird situations where you're like, but what's going on? And, and why, why, why this incredible impasse? Because when you really look at it, <sighs> it's one of those stories that you, can, you sit there and you're just like, why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> but the prosecutor general is insisting that he wants to take the case uh, to court. And I don't know what's going to happen. If this girl decides she's not going to, you know, appear in court and so forth. Is she going to be charged with perjury or I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's one of those weird situations. The, the Zimbabwe government took a, completed its takeover pretty much of Telesal. It bought the 60% shareholding uh, that was held by Vimpelcom in Telesal Zimbabwe, which means that government has got a, pretty much its pies in two of the three mobile networks in the country, not to mention their involvement with Taiwan. So they're deeply embedded in telecommunications, uh, and so therefore that thing that they want to do with infrastructure, infrastructure sharing and that sort of thing is probably going to go ahead uh, unabated now because they've got enough uh, to, to go with and as far as I'm concerned, that is concerned. And finally, congratulations to Red Fox on their reopening. Uh, this uh, happened this past uh, Sunday. They've been off the map for a while, so they opened with what they call Murder Sundays. And also congratulations to the African Women Awards for uh, hosting yet another edition. Uh, the winners are out on uh, www.3-mob.com. Go check out who won awards, who did what. But congratulations uh, to the organizers. It's Larry. You listen to the Criticast. You know, until the 70s, uh, the word domestic violence did not exist. So it, it was just one of those things which accepted, you know, men behaved in a certain way, just beat up their women and stuff like that. And women were just accepted and saying, and you can see that it happens a lot in our culture because it is something that was just there. You were just like, you know, if a woman got beaten up by her husband, she went back home, the parents would be just like, you know, just go back and donate or, you know, what you call it, um, uh, you know, being a, being married and so forth. That's what marriage is all about. And in, in, in the seventies, rights groups, especially women's rights groups, stood up and decided, no, this is not this is not right. And because quite rightly, it wasn't right. It was so uh, situation that women found themselves in. And it, it, it's the, the sad thing is, the most galling thing is, many people think that gender-based finance is is a class structure thing or you know if the more somebody's educated the less likely they're going to be violent and so forth unfortunately it doesn't work like that because you'll find we come across so many stories of uh, of people from lower end what you call it uh, parts of the economy uh, being victims of a gender-based violence being reported but you find that the the people from the, the higher end of the, what you call it of the spectrum as far as the economic scales are concerned will probably get beaten up or are getting beaten up but because for the because you know they wanted to save face and that sort of thing they're less likely to get reported so it appears as if that other side of what you call it of um, 
of things. Uh, everything is uh, cook and curry and everything's fine. And, and unfortunately, the, the reality of it all is that a lot of cases escalate because neighbors and friends and so forth choose not to, t- to, to, t- to, to do anything about it. I remember a couple of weeks, a couple of years, I'm mistaken, you know, is it years? Yeah, I, I can't remember. Some time ago, there was a woman getting beaten up, in, and I was in a, fl- in a different flat. And, you know, nobody wanted to have anything to do with it. And I called the police and so forth. Husband was arrested and so forth and that sort of thing. But in, in essence, you could see that people just choose not to take part. They're like, ah, as you name any. But the reality is we can, we can't... We, if we maintain that attitude, it create, we're complicit. We're, we're just as guilty as the person that's punching the other, the, the poor woman or punching the kids and so forth. If you don't take the action, you are landing the blows. You're pretty much physically landing the blows because you're an enabler. The person knows they can carry on behaving the same way they do because you're not going to do, no one is going to do anything about it. If nobody's going to do anything about it, then I can do whatever I like. And uh, some people say things just like, oh, it's a bit this harsh. Sometimes I don't find myself in circumstances where you can do anything about it. But we can always do something about it. That's the reality. If we choose to, being the, we can actually achieve it. And, and it comes down to, to what I call your basic moral structure. If, if it makes you uncomfortable, then you know it's something that's prodding at your conscience. Your conscience is telling you, do something about this situation. You can't sit around and let a situation escalate the way it does, even if it's just small little things. And also, if you're a victim, stop blaming yourself. A lot of the times, you know, everything is, 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 is put into a cauldron of blame. And many victims of domestic violence believe that they were somehow responsible for whatever happened to you. So even if you provoked a person, by the way, and the provocation most sometimes is, is verbal and, this, and that sort of thing, you, you're getting beaten up is not, a, what you call it, is not an, a, a response. And even being verbally abused and so forth and all that sort of thing, uh, it's a, 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 the retaliation aspect, aspect, aspect of it is, is, is what is really really breaking up the family structures across the country. And, and, and that's, that's key. And by the way, when I talk about gender-based violence, the, the definitions are not just physical sometimes. There's, there's also denial of, of conjugal rights. There's, uh, you know, all sorts of other horrible things that people do to each other. You know, do whatever it is, the, the case may be uh, abusive words and that sort of thing. And it, it, it's, 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 it's something that I think we, we, we speak about when, it, when we come to that time of the year, but I don't think we, we really think about it throughout the rest of the year. And that's the thing, that's the tragic thing. And on this side, I think uh, quite linked to the topic this week is uh, the issue of a lazy spouse. That's a form of GBV, in my opinion. It's like listen to the Criticast. <laughs> So in the final segment of the Quidditch is, uh, of course, the relationship segment. I'm talking about laziness within a relationship. Now, when I talk about laziness, it could be something that's physical, you know, a partner that, that doesn't uh, take part in chores and so forth, or isn't quite helpful in the relationship, really. Uh, so that sort of laziness, or maybe does not uh, go to work, does not contribute financially to the, re- to the relationship, and that sort of thing. So... Uh, those are the, 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 I'm going to talk about four or five ways you can help 
you can deal with a partner who is who is who is just not supportive. It's, it's a frustrating challenge in, in a relationship, whether it's a marriage or one was dating, when one is doing the majority of the work and the other spouse is just content to be lazy. To be honest, uh, you know. And you kind of feel helpless because you want to be supportive, but at the same time you want to be stern. So the first thing you want to do, and as I always say, this is the, folk, the fundamental aspect of it all, is that you want to communicate your frustrations, but you don't want to nag. Because if you come across as nagging, somebody kind of takes on that victim mentality and so forth. It's natural to want to talk with sarcasm, you know, nagging and criticism. When your husband or wife doesn't seem to be getting it, so you know you you might snap at them and so forth, but that's not helpful. Communication will help you to determine the root cause of the laziness. Have the chat about it. If, you, if your spouse is truly just being lazy, then address the behavior and encourage him or her to snap out of it. Uh, but sometimes laziness is equally a symptom of a deeper issue like depression or perhaps a medical condition. In these cases, you may need to uh, to get you know get some in-depth care and um, and you know s- s- support for pro- professional treatment and that sort of thing. And then also another way to uh, assist someone who comes across as lazy is find something to praise so you know reward good behavior you know and once you reward good behavior that's repeated behavior you know when when what you call it when um when you were date you're dating somebody and they tell you that you're dressing really well you always want to dress real because real well because you want the the approval of the person that you like so uh, remember that, that you are together because the, your, your opinions of each other matter, and the tone in which you speak these words ma- matter matter a lot. So encouraging behavior you know, g- can result in repeat behavior of a positive kind, and offer to do certain things together. So if there's if there's uh, you know let's talk about cleaning the house. Now offer to, to to do things together at regular scheduled times and so forth. Uh, you know if if your if your spouse is lazy when it comes to exercise or physical health, instead of just uh, dropping hints uh, that they should get off the, the couch or whatever it is plan physical av- activities that you can do together that that shared experience could create some healthier habits for the both of you and you know you could dis- it could result in, in more bonding and that sort of thing and they often say uh, a husband and wife must function like two wings on the same bird and they must work together or the marriage will never get off the ground this Dave Willis who say that and then uh, finally you need to also make sure you don't drop your standards when, when your spouse is uh, perpetually lazy for example there's a temptation to give him and lower your own standards and think if he doesn't care why should i right you might do everything on the uh, on the list and your spouse might still remain lazy but uh, you can't control your partner's uh, decisions but you can remain in complete control of your own decisions and you remember that also especially where there are kids involved the kids will want to still have that sort of role model who isn't lazy and that sort of thing you, you know uh, uh, little things also help such as for example if if, if they offer to do something that you're going to do anyway uh, because of the high standards you maintain Allow them to do it and allow them to do it to the best of their abilities. Uh, Make sure that everything is still done around the house so that they don't take it for granted that, uh, you know, or they don't think that certain chores don't need to get done anymore in case they start becoming a lot more helpful. 
Yeah, so it is, it is what it is. I mean, it's difficult. Relationships are always dynamic creatures that don't have a, a specific phase, and they'll always be difficult. But, but communication is the fundamental part, uh, aspect of a relationship, and without communication, they can never survive. And with that, I say thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the Criticast. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, the email address is info at com, or you can follow me on Twitter at Quiridae. The Quiridae has got a YI at the end. And then you can also uh, make sure you don't miss an episode of the podcast on, uh, by subscribing on uh, iTunes. Just look for Quiricast, or you can go to iono.fm and uh, look for Quiricast, and then uh, just, just get the channel. RSS feed and load it into whatever device that you use uh, for updating your RSS feed. And then also catch me on ZFM Stereo on Tuesdays between 6 and 6.30 p.m. and between 8.30 and, and 9 p.m. The first one is Tuesday Night Football and the latter is uh, uh, Health Matters. And then on weekends on Saturdays on the classic uh, breakfast show with Tony Friday. Uh, other than that, uh, take care of yourself and the people that you love. And uh, you, I'll leave you with a simple saying, freedom of expression, conscience and thought is fundamental to the development of every human being and society. It's been Larry. It's been Criticast. Take care of yourself. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out?